Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee, Scotland, and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. Our goal here is growing people to bring Christ into our communities and to see you get connected with God, His people, and His purpose. We hope this message inspires you in your faith journey. Thank you. So the title of today for today is It's Time to Face Your Mountain. So here we go. Let's just pray. Father, I just want to thank you for your presence. God, I don't want to preach a word that comes from myself. I want to preach a word, oh God, that comes by your spirit. Lord, I know that you, oh God, you want to birth something in your people. You want to lead them on a journey, oh God. It's a journey that's filled with joy. And Father, I just pray you'll come. Clothe me, O God. Lord, let let it not be my words, O God. Lord, they need the breath of heaven. And they need the bread of heaven. And so, Lord, let your people have bread, O God. Lord, I just pray for those that are hungry. For those that are needy. For those that desire to have a touch from you, O God. Lord, come, come by your spirit, Lord. For it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit, oh God. Come, Lord. I just wait on you. Come, Lord. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you. You're worthy, you're worthy. Let's just wait on him. Let's just wait. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we still our hearts. Let your peace reign on our lives, oh God. Come. Praise you. Praise you. Just keep playing, guys. Thank you, Lord. You know, there's people in this room today, and I know it, I know it in my heart, that you've come here, and it's like you've dragged yourself to church. You've dragged yourself here. And, you, and you've come here and you feel weary, you feel burdened, you feel that people don't understand you, they don't know what you're going through. And I believe I've got a word for you today. I believe God wants to speak into the deep places in your life. You know, um, in 1948, I think it's May, May 23rd, in Israel, they were faced with an incredible opposition. All the Arab nations had surrounded them. And it looked like they were about to be defeated. There was no hope. And it was at midnight, it was dark. And they came up with this crazy idea. And what it was, is they were because they were surrounded and the enemy was waiting it's like kind of teasing them and they didn't have the tanks they didn't have all the arms that all these other nations had so what they did is they got all the cars and they put them along a beach and they took the exhaust off the the cars so they made loads of noise And then they had these oil drums, and they filled these oil drums with rocks. 
And then when it was time, they started all these cars and they made a huge noise and they put these oil drums. So they went down the hills and they just made this rattling noise. And do you know what happened? The Arab nations thought the Americans had come with Sherman tanks and they fled, leaving all the tanks behind. And then all of a sudden, Israel had an army. They had tanks, they had all this arms. And you see, what had happened is in the midst of this incredible, impossible mountain that they faced, God brought a miracle. And I want to tell you today that you might have a mountain in front of you, but God has a miracle for you today. God has got something for you today that he's going to fill your heart with hope that you have a, a future and that he has got you. I'm going to read from Exodus chapter 14. I'm going to paint this scenario first. So they've come out of Egypt. They've been there for hundreds of years. They're in this place where from the time of Abraham, it's, it's like they'd come through this journey where they're in Egypt and they're under slavery. And we know about the plagues and eventually it's like, let my people go so that they will worship me. And it's like, eventually they get out, don't they? But there's this moment, okay, in chapter 14 and it's baffling, but it's amazing. And I love it. It's been speaking to me for months, over and over and over again. It's like God keeps bringing me back to this. And it's such a challenge. I'm going to read it out. And I'm going to try and go through this whole chapter, okay? And I don't apologize. It's the word of God, and it will change you. <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel to turn back and encamp in front of Pi Haharoth, between Migdol and the sea, in front of Baal Zephon. You shall encamp facing it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the people of Israel, they are wandering in the land. The wilderness has shut them in, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. And I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord and they did so. Now just imagine this. You've just escaped. You've escaped and all of a sudden, God tells you to turn around and go back to this place where there would be an incredible, ridiculous place of being surrounded, having the sea at one side and this mountain, which is called Balzaphon. Balzaphon means Lord of the storm. In some translations, it's Lord of the north. It's a Canaanite god. It's about the storm god. And here they are. They're faced with this storm. They're faced with a place where it seems like there's no escape. And you in your life right now, you might be thinking, I'm in a place where it doesn't seem to be like an open door or a place of escape. 
Or it could be that you've been in a journey where you keep coming back to the same mountain over and over again. It might be addiction. It might be some kind of sin that just keeps on getting at you over and over again. Or it might be that this week you've come to a place where it's like you need God's provision in some way, shape, or form. I don't know what that is. But you've come to a place where there's this huge mountain. And for others, it might be that you've been to this mountain and you're weary. You've been in a battle and it's gone on and on and on. And it feels like there's no way out. So what does God do? Let's read on. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed towards the people. And they said, what is this that we have done, that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariot and he took his army with him and took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers all over them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. The Egyptians pursued them, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and all his horsemen and his army and overtook them and encamped at the sea by Pi-Haharoth in front of Baal-Zephon. So here they are. Now they're not just facing a mountain, they're facing the army that wants to kill them, that wants to wipe them out and destroy them. So what do they do? It says here, verse 10, when Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes. Now you might think that's a good thing, but you see, that's what we do, don't we? We often do this. We lift up our eyes. You know, the word says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? We know the other bit. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And that, that psalm, it's about the it's a song of ascent. It's about ascending the hill where they go to worship God. But you know that this, that bit in Jerusalem, it's like it's surrounded by the mountains. And on those mountains, when those people were um, caught in idolatry, all those mountains were places of Baal worship. So when they looked around, it's like these mountains were places that reminded them of their sin, of their apostasy. But there's a different hill, and that was the Mount Zion, where they would go up. There's another verse that says this, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forevermore. And these people were facing this mountain and they'd lifted their eyes. They'd lifted their eyes to the hill, but they hadn't lifted their eyes high enough. Because you see, that was a storm God. But I wanna tell you that God, your God is above the storm. It says he's seated on a throne and he's high and lifted up. And I want to tell you this, that you might be facing this storm. You might be facing this battle, this mountain that keeps coming over and over again. 
but God's got you. Because it says he's seated us with him in heavenly places. That means it's not just you in this place here, right now, facing this mountain, but he has seated you above. Above your storm. Above the mountain. Above that thing that tries to crush you. It might be intimidation. It might be words that keep coming into your head that you're not good enough. That you don't have what it takes. And I want to tell you this. You don't have what it takes, but God does. And that is what's important. God has got you. So let's read on. Let's see what happens next. The Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not this, what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, listen to this. This is what you need. In these times, you need people of faith. People will speak the word of God to you. You know, I've been there in places where I, like the other week there, I had this moment where I needed, I needed to hear faith and I phoned someone up and they gave me, it was just like nothing but negative. It was all the things that were going on in their life. And, and it was like I was going to them to kind of be encouraged, but instead I just got this, it was just like everything was doom and gloom. And I thought, you know what, I need to do something else here. So after the phone call, I came off it, and I phoned up Glenn, all right? And I want to tell you, if you want to, if you want to, to face your mountain, you need people around you that will speak faith, that will speak the word of God into your life. We need encouragement. We don't fight this battle alone. You know, I'm always reminded of in Ephesians, in chapter 6, it talks about the whole armor of God. But before that, it talks about us, doesn't it? It talks about the body. It talks about us as a people. We don't fight this battle alone. We fight it together. And that's what's important, that we we recognize that, that we are family. This is not a business. It's family. That we stand with each other. That we encourage one another. That we lift each other up. And Moses is a man of faith. This is the word they needed to hear. Fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work. Listen to this, which he will work. There's no like doubts here. There's no like, it might happen. They don't need that. They don't need to hear, it could work out okay. I wanna tell you today, it will. If you trust God, if you have given your life over to him, that you are walking with him, that you are trusting him, and his word is being spoken to you, that you are getting your daily bread, I want to tell you, he will do it. He will do it. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never 
see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Do you know, some of you, it's time for these mountains to disappear. It's time for them to die. It's time to, for them to be no more. I want to declare this is a new day. This is the day the Lord has made, and you will rejoice. I'm saying it to you. You will rejoice and be glad in it. It's a not, this is not a day of despair. This is not a day for you to be crushed and bruised and put into the ground. It's not a day for you to be in the grave. It's not a day for you to be buried with your head in the sand. Lift up your eyes above your mountain. See the king. See that he's lifted up and he's high. He's above your circumstances. He's above it. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Guys, it's time to move. It's time to put one foot in front of the other and believe what God is saying to you. It's time to come out of your circumstances. It's time to come out of the, the sphere that is clouding you. The influences that are dragging you in the mud. It's time to come out. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of Egyptians so that they shall go in after them. And I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts, his chariots and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who was going before the host of Israel, moved and he went behind them. You see, God has got your back. You might be worried about what is coming behind you. You might be seeing what is in front of you, and you might be thinking, what's behind? Is there a knife ready for your back? Do you know, fear does something. It produces death. In your mind, that's what it does. It tries to... It, it puts circumstances in your mind that are not even there. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. But it's not true. And faith doesn't see like that. See, the difference between faith and unbelief is this. Faith brings God into the situation. Unbelief shuts the door. And it says, God, I don't want you in here. That's what, what unbelief will do. It closes the door on God moving in your circumstances. You need to rise above it. You need to see that you're seated with him. Then the angel of God who was going before the host of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them. Coming between the hosts of Egypt and the hosts of Israel. And there was a cloud in the darkness, and it lit up the night with one coming near the other all night. God is looking over you, night and day. You know, some of you, you've been struggling to sleep at night because of the fears that are consuming you, because of the sin that's consuming you. 
But I want to tell you, God is a God that doesn't sleep nor slumber. He is always working on your behalf. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land. And the waters were divided, and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. The waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went in after them into the midst of the sea. All Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And in the morning, and in the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire of cloud looked down on the Egyptian forces. He looked down. That's a key word right there. Because it shows you God's position. God is not a God that is underneath. He's a God that's above. He's above it all. He looked down on the Egyptian forces and threw the Egyptian forces into a panic, clogging their chariot wheels. So they drove heavily, and the Egyptians said, Let us flee from before Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal course when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled into it. The Lord threw the Egyptians into the midst of the sea. And Father, I thank you. It is time that those things that we've held on to, those things that have consumed our thoughts and our minds and said that we cannot do this, that God, you are going to put them into the heart of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen of all the hosts of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained, but the people of Israel walked on dry ground through the sea. The waters being a wall to them on the right and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord and they believed in the Lord and in his servant, Moses. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. We trust in his name. My sheep, they hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I want to tell you, God has got you in his hand, and he's not letting go. You might be feeling that he's given up on you. You might be feeling that right now. I don't know where you're at, but you might be thinking, God, have you given up on me? 
And Jesus, when he was on that cross, he said, Elo, Elo, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God turned away because of the vileness of what was upon his son. I want to tell you that he has not forsaken you. He has not let you go. God has you in his hand. Jesus. Luke 9, 51. I kind of want to end with this and I want to pray for you guys. It says, when the, draw, the days drew near for him to be taken up, this is speaking of Jesus, it says he set his face to go to Jerusalem. Jesus had gone through Galilee. He'd gone up to the Gentiles. He'd gone right up to the north. And then there came a moment where he knew his day had come. And he turned around, just like the Israelites did, and he faced his mountain. And his mountain was this. It was a place called Golgotha, the place of the skull. And he turned around, and as he walked back, every moment, every minute, every second, he was thinking about what he was about to do. And as he got nearer and nearer, he could see those mountains all around him. Those mountains that surround Jerusalem. And he knew this, that this mountain seemed so big. And it was. It was a mountain that no man could climb. It's a mountain that you can't climb. It's a mountain that I can't climb. And it's a mountain that leads us to death. And when he went there, he walked. And day by day, and eventually he gets there. And he goes to this garden. And he begins to pray. And the intensity of that prayer was so much that he's, he begins to sweat with drops of blood. And it goes to the ground. And the ground is the curse. It's cursed. But when that blood hits the ground, the curse is gone. It's the beginning of the curse being ended for our lives. And in that pain, he finally makes that decision to follow not his own will. Just like these, the Israelites, just like Moses had turned the people into a place where it needed the impossible. And God might have brought you here today because you face an impossible moment in your life. You might not know Jesus. I want to tell you, he is wonderful. There's no one like our God. There's no one like Jesus. And he faced that place, the place of the skull, the place of death. And he was crucified. But it didn't end there. We sang about it, didn't we? There ain't no grave that can hold his body down. And there ain't no grave that can hold your body down. Today's a new day. I just want to encourage you. I just, this is a time. I just want to, I, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to say, if you're facing a mountain, 
of you, you need to come to a point of decision where I'm, this has got to be dealt with now and today. And I want you to come forward and I want to pray. I want to see these things. I want to see overcomers today. That's what's going to happen. I believe it. I'm going to pray and I just want you to come forward and I, we're going to pray for you guys. Okay? All of you. Father, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you that it's sharper than a double-edged sword. And I thank you that you have overcome the world. And Lord, I just pray for every person here, oh God. And I just pray, this is a day, a new day, oh God. And I just ask people to have faith. You know, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, you don't know this life, but you want it. You want things to change. You want your circumstances to change. You need a savior. I want to encourage you just to, if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand. Come on, I know it. I know it in my heart of hearts. I, I know it. Your heart is beating and it's time. Jesus, Jesus. Father, Jesus, okay, hallelujah, okay, thank you Father, thank you Jesus, okay, hallelujah, so nobody wants prayer, (laughs) come on, Let's move. Come on. Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, let's do this. I want to share one more thing with you. There's this moment with Elijah. And he just, he just went to this mountain. And we know the story when he's up on Mount Carmel. And he faces all these false prophets. And he has this great victory. And he's in a place where he's vulnerable. He's spiritually exhausted. He's spiritually exhausted, and he hears this report. And it's a report from Jezebel that has said something. And you know what? Jezebel has no power, okay? But he flees. Why does he flee? Because he's exhausted and he's vulnerable. But God comes to him when he's in another place. And he cooks him a meal. And he whispers. We know that 
that verse about not being in the wind and not being in all these other things, but he was in the whisper. And God wants to speak into your heart right now, and he wants to whisper words that will change your life. So, Father, I just want to pray for everyone here, oh God. I want to pray for all of them. And just reach up your hands. Come on, guys. Father, we're hungry for you. We need you. I pray for every person here, oh God. Lord, whisper. Come with your gentle word, oh God. Whisper into their hearts. Whisper your truth that they are overcomers. Whisper your truth to them that today is a new day, that you're putting a new song in their heart, the song of Moses, the song of victory, the song that says that I am delivered, that I am set free, that this is a new day. Come, O God, whisper your voice, O God, the voice of love, the voice of grace, the voice that says you're not defeated, for greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, that he has seated you in heavenly places, that he will not let your foot slip, that he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. And that every day he will give you your daily bread. Lord, bring the manna from heaven upon each heart in here. Feed their souls, O God. Feed their inner man. Let it be strong. And Lord, I pray they'll begin to proclaim the word of truth, the word of faith, the word of joy. Lord, let laughter come to their lips. Let truth come to their hearts. Let your fire burn inside them, O God. The fire of passion, the fire of holiness, the fire of hunger for you, O God. God, we're not satisfied with the crumbs. We're not satisfied with the crumbs that have fallen off the table. God, you prepare a feast. You prepare a table in the presence of our enemies. Oh God, and we break that bread, the bread of truth, and we eat it, and we meditate on it, and we believe, we believe your word, oh God. We believe what you say. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, hallelujah, amen, amen, amen. I just want to encourage you, just guys, hold on, all right? Just hold on, God has got you, amen.